welcome again to episode 12 of Spanish Answers. So today we're going to continue our three-part, potentially four-part, haven't quite figured that out yet, um, series of vos. So in case you're just now joining us, I found out that there is this thing called vos in Latin America that I did not learn about growing up, and I am highly disappointed in my teachers. And we have been doing an in-depth dive into what that is. So last episode, in episode 11, we covered what is vos and how, uh, where is it spoken. And today we're going to cover a little bit about the history. So next episode, we'll actually get into the how do you use it and what does that look like. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so a quick recap of what vos is, is simply put, it's just a different way of saying tú. So instead of saying tú, when you're talking to someone that is perhaps a close friend, family member, someone your age, a classmate, things like that, you would say vos. So instead of tutear, it's vosear. But again, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what vos is and where it's used in Latin America, go ahead and check out episode 11, part one of Voseo on either YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, or iTunes. But carrying on, Vos began not in modern Spain or Latin America and not in ancient Spain or Latin America. It really began in ancient Rome in the fourth century, or as they say in Spanish, siglo. Century, siglo. Now, it began with Emperor Constantine the Great, and it was used to show extreme respect. So you have tu, which is singular you, and then you have plural you, which is vos. So again, used for extreme respect for the emperors. Well, we all know what happened eventually to Rome. It collapsed, and the language itself evolved into the Romance languages that we speak today which I think is pretty cool, and it also helps explain why French, Italian, and Spanish all have very similar characteristics. Now, vos eventually in ancient Spanish began to be used for both the plural and the singular form of you, and it didn't only pertain to emperors. It now belonged to people you were showing respect to. So in a way, it was very, very similar to how we use usted and ustedes today. You would still use tu with people who were equal in rank to you, or you might consider them as inferior rank, whatever. At the end of the 15th century, the conquistadores brought vos to America, and there the Spanish would use it among themselves, and the natives really began using tu. But if a Spaniard needed to be deferential, then he or she would use vuestra merced, which is kind of a your grace equivalent. As vuestra merced began to take over the deferential method or the deferential form of address in Latin America, vos began to replace tu in those regions, unless a region had a strong link to Spain, so Mexico City, Lima, etc. And that's one of the reasons why in Latin America not every country uses vos and not every country uses tu. One of the main reasons was how linked or how strongly linked to Spain they were. Now, one thing I'd like to kind of take a step back on and notice is the interesting way that Vos also evolved in another manner, 
And that has to deal with the fact that both, when used in singular and plural, clearly would have some issues with differentiating, are you talking in the singular or the plural? So to kind of help explain, or I guess clarify, if you were speaking singular or plural, they began to say otros after it. So you'd say vos plus otros. And naturally, over time, it combined into one word, and that's how we got vosotros. Now, this is still used in Spain, but it is not used in Latin America. Instead, they use ustedes. Another thing to note is what happened to vuestra merced. Now, I'm sure you may have already guessed, but we'll go ahead and say it anyways. Over the years, vuestra merced was also condensed and shortened to, for an example, vuestred, and eventually it became usted. In fact, by the 18th century, usted had completely replaced vuestra merced. Now, going back to the whole issue with vos, it was completely lost in Spain by the 18th century but obviously live and kicking in Latin America. Now, in the mid-19th century, there was a movement to create kind of a pure, educated Castilian Spanish that was free of vos, and one of the leaders was the Venezuelan Andres Bello. And some countries, like Chile, accepted this idea. Others did not. There was a whole movement of uh, reformation, so to speak, of the language, and there may have been some counter-movements. I'm not entirely sure. If you really like politics and politics mixed in with linguistic history, I highly recommend that you do some research on it because it's kind of fascinating. But we're not going to delve all into that. That's not the point of this episode. Needless to say, in the 1960s, things began to change for vos. And in fact, by 1982, Argentina's Academia Argentina de Letras included vos as part of the standard language for the country. And another cool fact is that in 2005, Spain's Real Academia Española and the Asociación de Academias de la Lengua Española recognized vos as part of the Spanish language as well. So, even though it's not technically part of Castilian Spanish or the Spanish they speak in Spain, it is still considered a part of Spanish, which I think is pretty cool. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope that you are enjoying this episode as much as I've enjoyed delving into vos and el voceo. If you have any questions or any topics that you'd like me to discuss, or if you have any thoughts or opinions on today's episode, please send me an email. Contact me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. And this episode is brought to you by Language Answers Limited at www.languageanswers.com. You can find me there. I am a Spanish to English translator. I am a podcaster, obviously, and I'm also an English editor. So if you have a document that needs to be translated from Spanish into English, or you have a document in English that really needs to be edited, go ahead and go to www.languageanswers.com to get your free quote. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and YouTube. I've also included all of the research notes and resources that I've used for this episode at the end of the PowerPoint, as well as in all of my episode notes. So if you find this topic really interesting and you want to delve even more into vos and el voceo, please follow these links. Again, thank you so much for listening and do send me your thoughts and questions. Alright, well, for those of you who are very context-oriented, hopefully this episode has given you some good context for why Vos currently is the way it is. 
in both Latin America and Spain. So I will see you in two weeks where we will finally, finally dig into how you use Vos and what the tenses and all that cool structure and actual usage look like. All right. I hope you have a great two weeks and I will talk to you later. Bye.